TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 388, and I'm your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is you, son. I'm a costume designer and a TV enthusiast. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Edenopolis. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. All right, thanks, guys, for coming back. This week, let's start with the news. Uh, Patrick Stewart has confirmed he is returning for a brand new Star Trek series on CBS All Access. No way. How in the world? He's like the richest man alive. Why would you come back? <laughs> There's no man such thing. He yeah, yeah, he likes to work. And he said that, I, I do believe he said he wouldn't do it unless they did something interesting. So we're basically going to see Patrick, or excuse me, Picard, in uh, his later years, he's obviously not going to be commanding a starship, but they haven't said what he's going to be doing, but they have announced the showrunner. It's a woman who has been in the writer's room uh, for Star Trek Discovery, and she Ooh. was their Trek expert. She was the She's a writer, and also she's the one that knows all of canon, apparently. Um, oh. And she is going to be the showrunner of his series. Oh. So, I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Oh, Mirror Universe Picard. I don't think that's what they're gonna do. <laughs> With Even a mustache. Though, I, that would be. that would be highly entertaining for an episode, but I really don't think uh, we want to do that for the long term. Um, I don't want him. I don't want him angry or unreasonable. Yes, I want him chill and relaxed. And I swear to God, if he's just drinking, sipping Earl Grey tea. In a garden, I'm okay with that. I, oh, I can watch hot. that. Yes, exactly. I need him to say. I need him to say that on the first episode. You don't understand. <laughs> what like, say what? Tea, Earl Grey, hot. Exactly oh, like right. that. He has to say it exactly like that. First episode. And if they don't, sque- if they don't do that, then they have no idea what they're doing. I will be squee. I'm squeeing all over the place. So, and, and then of course he has to say, make it so for some random reason, somebody's like, do you need me to get your laundry, sir? And he's like, make it so. Uh, (laughs) and so I'm super excited. Uh, I mean, I'm excited without, they haven't written anything. They've just announced that they're good. They basically locked him into contract and then they're like, okay, now we're going to write it. See, that's weird. That's weird to me because why wouldn't, I mean, I would think that he'd want to read something or their idea well, I'm sure they have i'm sure they have an idea i'm sure they have like a treatment because they had to pitch it to cbs so i'm sure they have a pitch um and whatever the pitch was they gave to him and i'm sure he's he's done this enough that he's written into his contract well i won't do it if it gets does whatever you know whatever his contract is but um it was really cool because they let him make the announcement at in Vegas at the Star Trek convention. And I'm so sorry, Greg, right now, because I remember you really wanted to go to that convention. I was like, why would you go to the Vegas convention? Nothing ever happens there. And, <laughs> and we had had this whole discussion about it. He was like, no, I think it'll be great this year. And I was like, and I totally talked him out of it. I am so sorry, because apparently this is the biggest thing that's happened there in forever. Um wow. So yeah, uh, and now I want to go next year. Yeah, so, just so yeah, you I couldn't imagine you got you got you know the the entire cast of Discovery like coming off a really great season, but then Jean, uh, but then Patrick Stewart makes an announcement and like no one cares about Discovery anymore. I know, right? There's no <laughs> Discovery news yeah. came out of the con at all. Um, all right, on to other news. Uh, Pose has been renewed for season two. Yay! Uh, Pose, the show on FX. Wow. Okay. Uh, Chris Rock. Chris, Chris Rock has been cast to star in season four of Fargo. Oh, that's I'm like, interesting. After, yeah, I know. I was like, it's the comedy version of Fargo. Like, <laughs> but, uh, uh, FX Rock would not be living anywhere near Montana. I, or, that's what I was. I was like, all I or, hear is cold jokes. Like, that's all I can picture in my head. <laughs> um, 
FX has ordered Shogun to limited season series for those who were not alive in the seventies. <laughs> I want to say. Oh, Good. those decades ago. I'm, I'm trying to remember, remember when they. That's amazing. I didn't I see Shogun it and I loved back it. then. How, how did you I guys watch? It and I loved it. I seriously didn't, and I love uh, Charleston Heston, and I miss. I've never seen Shogun. I don't, I don't think Charles Heston was in it. I was <laughs> going to say, I don't think he was I in it. I think it was. Oh, no, it's not Charleston Heston. It's the other guy from, um, oh, my God, I can't believe I mixed them up. Richard Chamberlain? Richard Chamberlain. That's what I meant to say. That's very what I different. Say. I know, I know. As I said it, I realize that now. I was like, ooh. It was man. very, very good, actually. But uh, I, I think, it. you know, nowadays with the kind of budgets that they have, um, they could really do right by, like, the battle scenes and things like that. So it might be interesting. So it's going to be, instead of having a miniseries like they did, they're calling it a limited series, which is basically the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Netflix has ordered a prequel to the series of Indian epic called, and I'm going to say this wrong, Bahulabal. And I don't even know what that is. I don't know the epic story, but we're getting the prequel of the epic story. So I guess that means we're going to get the epic story at some point. Or is it already on Netflix? I'm not entirely sure, but uh, that was a news thing. And someone more educated in that uh, genre, please let me know what I'm missing. Supergirl has added Brent Spiner as a reoccurring character. Oh, I hope he's a villain. He'd be a better villain than any of the villains we've had so far. So uh, That's a great idea. I would care if I still watched the show. I know. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, man, I don't watch Supergirl anymore. Oh, well. That was exactly what I thought. But there you go. I think Peter will be happy because he's the only person I know that's still watching Supergirl. You mean on the planet Earth? Hey. <laughs> I'm hey, sure... I, finished, I finished up the last season. But didn't you say you weren't going to watch season four? Well, yeah. It was It's kind of like everybody left at the end of the show it's like i'm leaving i'm leaving i'm going to the future i'm blah 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 so well now you got brent spiner yeah yeah that'll be a reason to tune back in and see what happens okay you let see us how many know. episodes it takes before i'm finally out <laughs> <laughs> i've already committed to being finally out so i'm okay uh all right let's move on to the shows first up we're gonna talk preacher and this episode was another just kind of their episode like i'm actually tired of being with grandma and her minions at this point i'm like can we leave really like, i'm really yeah because they do the same thing they betray them over and over again lock them in boxes and it's it's like rinse and repeat there's nothing new happening at grandma's place at this point so i'm kind of over it Let's move on. The thing about well, the show is that they're always traveling in a car and going from place to place to place. And this season, they've basically been stuck at this one location. And the same things are happening over again. Jesse always gets in a fight with that big dude. They never show the fight. And Jesse always loses. And I'm just kind of like, come on. Well, well they different. do park in, in places. Remember, last season was mostly in New Orleans. You know, they got to to um, Cassidy's son's place. I know, place but at least just, I felt like there. I felt like different things happened there, and that was not the strongest season either. I didn't particularly think last season was the greatest, uh, and I I was hopeful of this season with the grandma storyline, but I found that they've just been repeating like what happened in the first couple episodes are just happening again. Well, and, I thought this episode was was really cool, and, and forgive me if I've got the wrong ep, because sometimes, um, especially I had to catch up at the Comic-Con, but um, isn't this the episode where uh, Cassidy actually meets another vampire yep. and shows him, like, really all of the powers that he really could have? Yes, uh-huh. yes. Um, If he wasn't, you know, Cassidy, um, Cassidy, I think the reason why he does so many drugs and everything is because he actually hates who he is. Um, and, you know, and he, he hates being a vampire. And, and so here we've got this, this, you know, mentor type person who could really show him that, you know, you know, his powers could be used to, you know, help people or, or at least have a more, uh, a more funner, more funner, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> a funner life. Um, um, you know, Jesse tries to help him, or or might or might be switching episodes, but tries to pack him away in a box and that mail him. That was an earlier episode. Oh, that was earlier. Um, 
Uh, but then we we also see uh, uh, Tulip kind of you know show what she's really good at and you know arrange a bank robbery. Sure. Yeah, I I actually like this episode a lot, and I thought that there was a lot more movement. I do agree that you know Grandma is getting on my last nerve um, and her her minions, but I think that's the point. I mean, we're we're supposed to hate them. We're supposed to be it's as not as. That, I'm, it's not that I hate them. It's just I'm no. But bored I mean, we're also. We're supposed to feel as frustrated and as much as as Jesse and Tulip feel the need to get away from these people. And I think at this point, I think if they were still to continue to do the same thing next week, then I'd start to have a problem with it. But at this point, I think it's justified that they've been going through all of this. Mm. Um, And and I think that there was still a lot of movement because there's a lot more stuff going on about the grail. Um, and it looks like a, a deal is going to be struck in order to, to get things moving along. It look and I loved, uh, Cassidy's interaction with the, the new vampire and his group. I especially loved, you know, you, you have these people who are trying to be so dramatic and, and, and gothic and all of this going on, this <laughs> mysterious group. And suddenly the guy, one of the guy's grandmas come down and starts to do her laundry. You know, it's like you're in an old lady's house in her basement. It's like, yeah, um, which I thought, was, I thought was awesome. It was like one of those little touches that I love Preacher for. And they also brought in, because um, I've been wondering what was going on with that thread. They brought uh, Eugene back and showed what was going on with him. Not and had enough. Him- Hook up was, with the gunfighter. Yeah, but that was like five seconds of Eugene. I like his, it. Would have been a change of pace if we spent some time with Eugene, with Eugene and the gunman. Like I actually like that dude. He's scary. Well, but I think that that's I I do I agree too, and I think that that's what's going to happen in the in the next episode. We're going to see more of that. Right. But I think at this yeah, point we're just track down setting Hitler, it up. Too. Yeah, I know they got to track down Hitler, but it's just like of the storylines we spent time with. That was probably the most interesting, and we spent the least amount of time with it. That's my frustration. I'm like, come on, let's go. Well, they're juggling. They're juggling a lot of stuff, and all the characters at this point um, are separated from each other, which, which I, I find like. frustrating. But they right. they are getting them back together. So. Hey, you didn't mind it when they did that in uh, in Walking Dead. Yes, after, I did. After the uh, after the what was it the the prison collapse. Okay, well, that was because we actually got to know the characters that we didn't know. Because there were a lot of characters that I barely knew their names. And in the separation, we spent time with each character and got to know them. And that's called character development. Like a full app. Yeah, a full episode with each character. We got to know them. I actually got to care about them. And then they proceeded to kill them all. But in this show, <laughs> I already know the people. I know all their names. I care about them already. And then they split them up for no purpose. To me, there's no purpose in that. So I no, I don't. I'm not enjoying it as much. Um, but let's move on. Let's move on. You guys two have two thumbs up. I'm in the middle. Yeah. I'm not. It's not a full thumbs down, but it's it's they they need to do something. Preacher's not on my top of my list right now. Um, okay. Next up, we're going to talk about sharper ob- sharp objects. Sharper objects. Sharp objects. Sharper uh, objects okay. is a store. I keep calling it. Sharp- <laughs> I kept calling it sharper things, and I was like, "Wait, yeah, that's I think a store. I'm doing like Stranger Things and sharper uh, objects." It's uh, sharper image. Sharper that's, that's image is what I was thinking of. Yeah, it's sharp <laughs> objects. Oh my god! Uh, oh, go ahead, Greg. You are you're on episode two. Um, yeah, I started watching the second app today, and um, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic. I mean, they it, it's a compelling story. I mean, obviously, there's these these you know kids that are missing or, or that are getting abducted in this in this small town but i think that uh, i mean from my perspective i think they're concentrating more on style and delivery of the story than they are actually of telling me the story because i'm just you know we, we've kind of talked about how it's just really slow and i hope it kind of you know at least picks up in the next couple of episodes um, but you know everything is slow you know it seems like it's just it's slow on purpose to a fault. It's like, you know, every scene, um, almost all the scenes don't have any music in them. Uh, and so they're meant to be very quiet. Um, uh, everything's uh, meant to be very slow. Even the dialogue is very slow. 
I mean, so even as Amy Adams is delivering her dialogue, she'll deliver like half a sentence and then she'll pause for an abnormally long period of time before she actually finishes her sentence. And it's, it's starting to show, um, okay, you know, let's get the story going. Let's tell a little bit more of the story, uh, so that we can at least get to, you know, the big gotcha, whatever that happens to be. All right. All right. Allison, you've watched more episodes. Is it better, worse, faster? What? It's pretty much the same. Um, you know, I'm up to the most recent episode, and I don't want to go into specifics because I know I'll, uh, other people are behind me, but um, it's really the, the pace does not change. If your problem is with the pace, I've got bad news for you. Uh, <laughs> that, that really doesn't alter. If the pace is okay for you and you're all right with, you know, something that's kind of steady and deliberate, um, then then you may enjoy this. You know, there's, there's been a couple of more recent revelations, which are, which are interesting. Um, but it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, it really, when you saw it on the first episode, it's set very much its tone, its pace, what you could expect um, was, was really there. And they have not like amped it up in any way or changed, you know, in, in any sense from, from there. So I'm, I'm, it's not my favorite thing on television, but I'm enjoying it. I'm enough that I keep watching it, you know, and uh, I'm in for the duration. I don't feel really super disappointed by it. Other than the fact that the relationships between some of the characters drive me crazy. Like, you know, I, I realize that our central character is damaged, but why she insists on, on living in a house with her, her crazy mother who not only is just, you know, impossible to live with in general, but is actually interfering with her ability to be a reporter um, is is just is nonsensical. You know, at that point, when mom starts, you know, breaking up your interviews, that's when you go and you live elsewhere. Um, so, you know, things like that irritate me. But but, you know, beyond that, it's it's a watchable show. It's it's compelling. Um, I, I I can't imagine well, it is supposed to be a limited series, so which is a good thing because I can't see this well, kind of thing going beyond just this one season. You have not convinced me to get back into watching it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was not a glowing endorsement. I, it was not the most glowing endorsement. I, I, like I, I, I'm, I'm interested in it, um, and and I think if you if you were interested in it from the beginning, it'll probably continue holding your attention. But if you had real problems with the well, pacing that's I, not i almost turned it off halfway through the pilot and then the very next scene was like oh this is interesting all right maybe i'll keep going but i had to keep making myself not fast forward not yeah well they they keep dropping breadcrumbs of interesting stuff and you know the occasional twisty thing and the, oh and that's interesting but i mean that's it is what it is you know okay uh let's move on uh, that, should that should be on the poster. That should be on the poster. Watch it if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about the center season two premiere. And this season, the premise is that a little boy that looks like he's 11, but you find out he's 13. Um, you spend the first half of the episode seeing him interact with his parents. You're like, Oh, they're really nice people. And, he seems a little disturbed and then he kills them and he has this moment while he's watching them die where he's kind of freaking out about it but then when the cops find him later he's just super quiet and calm and then they get him to admit he totally killed his parents which we knew as a viewer but the point of this series is to find out why did he kill his parents because they didn't seem particularly abusive they were they seemed very loving they were paying a lot of attention to him. They, you know, they were making sure he was fed. Like, it wasn't, like, from the snapshot that we saw of their lives, it didn't make sense that he would kill them. Um, so now the setup is, now we got to figure out what happened. Why did he decide to kill his parents? And I'm totally intrigued. I, I, I like this child. I know Yusun has problems with children actors, but this kid's pretty good. Yeah, so. he's very good. All right, any other thoughts? What do you guys think? Yeah, Yusun, you want to go first? Yusun didn't watch it because she doesn't like child actors. Oh, oh. oh okay. <laughs> okay. 
Um, yeah, I mean, if we're talking about, you know, we've got these murder mysteries, which seems to be um, the, you know, the things, things to do now. I mean, contrary to Sharp Objects, um, you know, this pilot, like, was really good. I mean, um, you know, uh, as they're telling the story from the very beginning, I'm like, okay, what's going on? How did this happen? Um, yeah, he's the only one who had the mugs. Uh, he must have done it. Um, you know, but then it's like, okay. But the one thing I was thinking of uh, as I was yelling at my screen, I'm like, wait a minute. You know that he's the murderer, and you put him in a foster home around a bunch of other, other kids. Yeah, I know. I thought that too. I was like, what if he decides to kill the other kids? Yeah, yeah I'm like, uh, is anyone worried that he might just, you know, poison the entire, yeah. you know, yeah that part bothered me it really did it's because that seemed very unlikely the kid is obviously disturbed he's acting disturbed he does he's not communicative and we know he's the poisoner so uh really putting him in a foster home with other children is a bad idea i thought especially the other kids started bullying him and i was like this is not going to end well yeah (laughs) yeah exactly um, but yeah, there's some strange stuff going on. I mean, the fact that he took time after he killed them both to arrange the bodies to put stones on their eyes, um, which I guess has some significance. Um, and and I was kind of waiting, you know, one, once they do the whole reveal and he actually reveals that, yeah, he's he's the killer and he killed them. And and um, the detective uh, character like figures out the actual plant that he used, you know. Um, which kind of made me go, oh my gosh, is there stuff growing in my backyard? That- <laughs> <laughs> or is, should I Google this? I'm, I'm just kind of wondering. Well, what I like <laughs> is they established in season one that the detective was crazy about plants and knew all kinds of plants. And in season one, it didn't really pay off. I was like, that's a weird thing for him to just be an expert in. And then oh, in the first oh, episode okay. of this season, it totally pays off. And I was like, that was kind of awesome. Oh, mm. Okay. So the so the connecting thread is the detective Bill Pullman was in season yeah, one. Yeah, he's the guy oh, okay. that catches. Uh, I forgot her name. She was the lead in season one. So he yeah he pulls the the thing that's so weird about season one is in season one she's at a beach with her family. She goes for swim. She's sitting on the beach and she sees this couple making out and she's like peeling a pair or whatever for her son and the song comes on and the song starts to make her freak out and she runs up to the couple and just starts stabbing the dude and yelling all these crazy things at him she stabs him like seven times in front of her husband and her son and her husband's the one who actually ends up stopping her and it had like 20 witnesses because she was at a beach and what was crazy about that case was she admitted she admitted that she did it. She pled guilty. Um, they had all the evidence. Why it was even a series didn't even make any sense. Like, Pullman was obsessed with her case and wouldn't let them close it and just prosecute it. He wanted to find out why she did it. Did she know this guy? What was going on? Was there some situation? So it was a really bizarre kind of case because somebody point oh peter pointed this out peter was like if that had been a black woman there would be no series and i was like oh (laughs) but it was just because she was like this this white suburban housewife that the that bill pullman was like i need to find out why she went nuts you know so it was like it became like 10 episodes of him trying to figure it out and i mean the mystery at the end was okay but it, it didn't blow me away. Like when they uh-huh. finally reveal, like they gave us you enough clues. So by halfway through, you were pretty sure you knew yeah. what had happened. Well, well in, in this season, you know, I, I got halfway through the episode before I said, Oh, it has something to do with a cult. Oh, <laughs> and, figured that out. And I, I, I didn't I, figure it out. I, just, until the, it just, I saw the previews. It hit me when I when they were showing the scenes with him and what I thought initially was like a therapist. You know, yeah, right. uh, it's like they did the first couple of things. I'm thinking of oh, therapist, therapist. And then they did. It went far enough that I suddenly went, oh, she's not a therapist. She's a cult leader. And oh, by like, the time voice going because she was like brainwashing him or something. Yeah. And by the time they get to the end where she's claiming to be his mother, 
Yeah. It's like, right. yeah, that's okay. There well, we go. And I, don't, I don't know if she's even literally his mother or she just considers herself mother of the cult. Right. But I, I'm really sure that that's where this is going. Well, yeah. And yeah. they showed in the preview. They were like upcoming yeah. this season and they said right. it was about a cult. So, I mean, they, they weren't trying to yeah. keep that part a secret. They let everything out of the bag. I was like, I, the episode ended, I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next. And then they were like, oh, it's a cult. And, uh, the, the, on the, you know, this season it's a cult and blah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but I'm, I mean, I'm like, still, I'm, answer. no, 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 but I'm still interested to find out what else is, you know, what the cult is, what's going on. And Bill Pullman's character is actually really interesting. Um, I, I mean, his backstory in season one is somewhat relevant in season two. So, yeah. I mean, if you feel like it, it's on Netflix, but uh, let's move on. Um, I think the the pilot was good. I'm in for the long haul. I totally want to. Yeah, and this too. kid is really good. So. Oh, I am too. And I agree. He's he's really he's he's not like a typical little kid actor at all. He's like you know thirteen going on thirty five. It's yeah. it's a completely adult performance. It really right. is. And it's really subtle. I like the subtleties he put in it. Mm-hmm. Very um, much so. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about the originals, and this was the series finale. And yep. Yusin, we haven't heard from you. Huh? Go ahead, Yusin, we haven't heard from you. Oh, I'd hate I hate I'd hate for my first uh speaking thing from after not having been on for a really long time to be uh angry and negative. So I'll tone it down. No, that's um, my go ahead. Huh? <laughs> no, that's that's normally my job. Go go ahead and be right. angry. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, I'm pretty angry. I mean you know, it was overdue. The, we'd heard that it would be canceled for a while now, and we were told there were only 13 episodes. So, you know, my 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 disappointment of the series ending was modulated and kind of like, well, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. Um, and then I thought, well, it, they won't drag it out. You know, they've only got 13, so every episode's really going to count. And I thought, you know, as disappointing as it is to not get a full season, I thought maybe it'll work in their favor. Um, my fear actually was maybe that they would rush to tie up loose ends. Um, and that was kind of, but I feel like it was the opposite. I feel like in general, um, minus the like big, I'm sure I can say this now. I'm sure you all talked about it uh, in the, all the podcasts I haven't been in. But, you know, when Haley died, you know, that was kind of like the big climax kind of thing. And they spent a lot of time on it. And all those, you know, first episodes were built up to that. So then every episode after that was just a long, drawn-out wait, and it was ridiculous. I I really thought they got lazy, and what I thought would have been fantastic is if somehow, if they were, I got, I liked the actual ending. I mean, it did make me cry. I mean, I invested six years in this thing, and the crux of the entire series is really built on the two brothers. I mean, yes, they have other siblings, and, you know, they came all into it, but at the end... You know, it was noble and beautiful and all of those things. It hit all the right buttons. But, I mean, it took a long time to give me those, like, three minutes, you know, and it was not fun. And I really thought uh, they they were lazy about it. Like, they just kind of were like, oh, let's do a, like, slightly longer montage of, like, everybody's little story. But they didn't really make anything interesting about everyone's stories. And also, and I really thought this, I thought if they could have woven in, if they should have just done the Haley, like, die all the way at the end. I mean, I think it would have had even more emotional resonance. It wouldn't have to be at the very, very end, but maybe the beginning of that episode or the very, you know, second to last, the penultimate episode. I think if they had given me more of a plot, you know, versus just, oh, uh, I'm going to commit suicide. Guess what? I'm coming with you, brother. I don't know. I mean, I, I really just thought it was a, it went out with a whimper and a limp. And I am sad that the series is gone. It did make me cry, but I, I thought that it was lazy and not particularly moving up until the very kind of end for me anyway. Okay, so go ahead and spoil it for everyone here. Um, you know, the two brothers are obviously Elijah and Klaus, because I remember them from uh, Vampire Diaries. So what happened? They committed suicide. The end. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> Ta-da. Ta-da. That's I want to say there's a noble there's aspect seasons, to it. That's there's- all I needed. Yeah, but there's a noble aspect to it. Was, Klaus, but, but was it, Klaus's yes was noble, but was Elijah's? I don't think so. 
Uh, well, me no, personally, Elijah, I, I... Elijah was just going because he he considered his reason for being to be mostly watching over Klaus, and that wasn't going to happen anymore. And and he just Which wanted to was accompany him in, into the afterlife. I know. Also, I hated it so much. Power but there's also son. the aspect that he was hoping to reunite with Haley there. But that's not. But they should have focused on. They should have. They should have said. You're right. You're right. They should have. They, they they left it kind of as an implicit thing. But they, with all the speechifying they made, because oh, oh. my God, did they talk? Yeah. Um, no plot. But with, with all of that, they should have. They should have clarified. You know the importance of of Elijah wanting to be with Haley. And, and they should have given that, us a scene of them actually reuniting because she was like, I'm waiting for you for that dance. And I, that was my whole fear. Like when he got that message, I was like, oh, no, Elijah's going to freaking die now. And I was waiting for that. And so I'm not necessarily surprised that Elijah died, but I also thought it was going to be Elijah or Klaus. Like I thought Elijah was going to figure out a way to sacrifice himself so Klaus could stay with his daughter Um, and that I would have been okay with because I was expecting to see a reunited Klaus and Haley and they did not give me that. And they, and both of the brothers decided to die. That's what I, oh, sorry. That's what I meant. And then we just got both brothers just stabbing each other in the heart. Like, come on. No, it was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It was horrible. I thought it was horrible. Uh, so I I was not satisfied with that finale. I feel like I kind of want to say more things because I have so many negative things, but I kind of feel like I want to be as lazy as the writers. If they didn't like <laughs> try, <laughs> that'll show them. Yes. <laughs> Me like good stuff. I'm not even going to try hard enough to be angry at, at them and go and rail on the show. Like I think I've said enough. Well, I, my, I mean, different... I, I will say this though. I'm mildly, but not super interested. Well, I'm a little more than mildly. Um, interested in the spinoff, you know, and oh, I want to say this because the the daughter, I forgot her name, um, Hope, 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 obviously, um, you know, she's kind of on the cusp, you know, child actor, whatever actor, I'm sure she's been aged down, like I'm sure she's the actual actress is old, older. In the beginning of the series, or I'm sorry, in the beginning of the season, or maybe even when she was just first aged up on the show, whatever, I found her annoying. And I thought, you know, you're just being harsh, son, because you have this weird chip on your shoulder. Um, and then she got better, but now I do actually find her sympathetic and a bit more compelling. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's because they dyed her hair, but they, they made her hair darker and she looks more like Haley. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but that, was- that, they definitely did that. I noticed that. And and yeah. she and I did, as soon as they did that, I noticed, oh yeah, she does kind of look like her. Yes, exactly. I think they probably saw, like, you know, after a few episodes or whatever, they're probably, you know, reviewing and stuff and, and thought, wow, she really doesn't look that much like Haley. So I don't know if it was just that simple you know, kind of visual cue that kind of made me bond to her more because she reminded me more of Haley. Um, but I thought her acting was definitely got better. And she definitely, there were a lot of emotional scenes. And, you know, the, the thing is when children get whiny characters, you know, teenagers or whatever, get really whiny. I understand that they're whiny and angsty. That's kind of part of the, the reality of life. Um, but it's, it's like, you know, if they can do it well, then I'm like super proud of them and I'm like fine this is what it's supposed to be so anyway she did definitely get better and she won me over enough where I'm like oh yeah okay I'll I'll definitely tune into the legacy you know what I mean and just I as, am excited. And just as a side note uh we are not going to be reviewing legacies on this podcast because I start work there next week <laughs> so uh NDAs conflict will, of interest NDAs do not allow me to speak it and also I'm going to have to pretend when I go to work that I have never seen the originals because I can't go there and talk about that finale sucked <laughs> um so I'm like originals what's that is that one of your shows like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know the best way to or I'll just be like oh yeah I watched the originals I, I yeah I haven't watched the uh, the finale like I'm, I'm gonna have to come up with something because I was telling my boss like, and make like, sure they don't listen to your podcast I just won't tell yeah, them about it. it that'll be the <laughs> ticket uh, but yeah uh, we will not be covering Legacies but that does not mean I don't want you guys to watch Legacies so please watch so I have employment um, <laughs> that is my plug let's, let's, let's move on uh, next up we're going to talk about Castle Rock 
And this was episode... We can talk about episode three and four because we didn't talk about episode three last week because I I was sleepy and fell asleep in the middle of three. Uh, so I rewatched. So now I've seen three fully. And I watched episode four. And yeah, I'm really liking this show. So I would highly recommend it for those who are on the fence who had only maybe seen the pilot. You got to keep going. It gets, it gets really good um, and intriguing. And... Mm. Um, I, I like that in the first episode, first couple episodes, they make it seem like something weird's going in Castle Rock. We don't know what it is. But by episode three, you're like, oh, she's a telepath? And oh, he might be the devil? Like, that's when they start introducing the supernatural elements to the show. And I really like that, oh, what is her name? I can't remember the woman's name, that she's the telepath and how attuned she is to Henry. Oh, um, I can't remember her name. Molly. There you go. Um, she, I like, she knew he was coming from like far, like she was in the kitchen and she could hear his thoughts and then he drove up and I thought that was really cool. The only thing that's weird is did they sleep together? Like I, that was very unclear to me. Uh, Yeah. It's like, I mean, He's lying in bed, but she's fully dressed, and I'm like, I'm confused. How well, that because happen? they show them coming. She takes his hand. He's really upset and emotionally just kind of raw, and she understands it because she can read his mind. And she's like, right. "Take my hand," and they go into the house together. And then it cuts to black. And then the next morning, he's laying in bed, and I was like, "Is he laying in her bed or his bed?" Like they were not clear on what the heck happened. So, no, it was shot in a very weird way. I mean, I I assume that that's what occur, occurred, but it was it was edited together very badly. I know. I was yelling at the screen, and I was like, "Close up! Give me a close up! I want to see the hands. Can I have the hands, please? I want to see the face. I need to see." And I was like yelling for the coverage that I wanted in that scene. And I was like, "Okay, now go back to the wide." Like, this is, uh, this, normally I don't do this, but in this particular scene. I could tell what I was missing from the scene. I was like, oh, I need that. You know, you need to cut to cut. And I'm yelling at the screen because I See, if want... there's Castle Rock season two, they need to hire you for that. Well, I mean, I'm sure this went through several rounds. This th- went through rounds with producers, directors, whatever, the network. So I'm sure there's a reason why that I don't know. There's a reason why the coverage that I wanted either didn't get shot or there's something wrong with it. Or for some reason, they they want it to be ambiguous, like they don't want you to know whether or not they slept. Because the way they shot it was very much like, did they sleep together? I don't know. Like, it feels <laughs> like they did that on purpose. Yeah. Which is weird, because usually if you have a relationship in a show, you want to show... And she's super obsessed with him. So this is like the yeah. culmination of everything she wanted. So I'm like, oh, we need to see this. And uh, for them not to show us... I feel like there has to be some reason that I'm not getting right now. Yeah. Well, her reaction to a lot of things is strange though, because like when she, she comes into her house and it's been vandalized. It's like she, and, she knows who did it. I think she knows yeah, who did it. Well, yeah, but then she, I mean, if, if I saw something like, even if I knew who did it, that doesn't change the fact that, you know, if I enter my house, first of all, the number one thing I'm going to do is try to turn the lights on. And if the lights don't go on, I'm going to have a very bad reaction to that. And she doesn't even make the attempt. And then she she starts going through her house with a knife instead of calling the police like most people would do. Right. So uh, so her her reaction it's like what are you going to do if you confront some some mad terrorist who's going through your house vandalizing everything you know I mean that knife is not going to do is much. probably not going to do much you know I mean I, I well at first I thought that because she's a telepath she would know whether or not somebody was in her house but then she's also going crazy so she's hallucinating yeah. as well so it's a con- so I was like oh well maybe she can't really depend on that um. And I like that moment where she almost told him that she killed her, his father. And yeah, and we she, still don't know what motivated her to do that. And I so think that's... it's because she's either she was either reading her his father's mind or his mind, because yeah. she gave the reason that he didn't freeze to death is because she gave him heat. So mm-hmm. we know that that the reason mm-hmm. why he doesn't have frostbite is because she took his cold. Which is awesome. I thought that was great. Oh, the other storyline with the prison guard 
that was oh, cool too like that I, was very cool but then you know the thing is i knew I, I kind of had the feeling he's doomed from the time that i saw him it's like you're the nice guy so you're going to get killed right. but the way it happened was just so tragic and awful and and as soon as he did the little fist bump with the guy i'm like no oh, no, no! He's, he's transferred his evilness to you that's it and as soon as and you knew because then he starts you know drawing little smiley faces on the screens and and from that point on you know it's just not going to go to a happy place no and also he he had a premonition of what he wanted him to do Mm -hmm. which is kill all the guards so yeah, yeah that was not good um but overall yes castle rock if you're not watching please do it's on hulu all right next up we're going to talk about the season finale of cloak and dagger and who'd like to go first with that? No one? Okay. Uh, um, I will because I binged the whole thing uh, late last night. Maybe that's part of the reason I'm a little wonky today. Oh, my God. Um, How many yeah. like huh? ten. There's like 10 episodes in Cloak and Dagger. Yeah, I watched them all. I, don't ask me what time I went to bed this morning. <laughs> uh, I And, you know, I wanted... I, I was not here for the nine episodes you guys all talked about, so I won't, you know, drag all of that stuff in. But I will say that I I didn't watch all 10 episodes necessarily because it was so compelling. Um, and I think everybody has, I'm sure, I can just imagine because I wasn't here for it, but I can imagine everyone's complained about how the first few episodes were kind of slow. Yep. Um, but the I'll longest go origin step- story ever, yeah. Yeah, it just, and you know, if it had been, I, I didn't mind the length so much. I mean, I kind of did, but I mean, I only did because it wasn't particularly interesting. I felt like they were like really stretching it. It's kind of like when uh, Harry Potter makes two movies at the end, you know, or the Hobbit became three movies. I just thought, yeah, you could really get this done in two, it, you know, in, in half an episode, not half, not uh, half an episode for the show, but whatever. The point is um, I thought that what they showed me wasn't, not interesting it just took forever but in general i thought the whole series was hit or miss um and then certain episodes were kind of interesting i thought that one episode well i won't i won't talk about you guys probably already talked about it so let's get to the end so the end is for me um i thought it kind of ended a little bit a little bit not whimper isn't the right word it was so derivative i thought holy crap what have i been watching is this going to be a zombie movie now i thought it was like 28 years later. <laughs> i mean i was like did i fall asleep and did i miss a few episodes what have i woken they're up terrors to? they're ter- but but to be fair they resolved that by the end so yeah. we're not going yeah. into a zombie show no but i just thought it was just i thought it was a little weird and i hate to use this word again but i don't lazy isn't the right word but it just wasn't particularly interesting and not that they didn't set it up oh i know the episode of um of them in his mind you yeah. know that was, uh, that was really good a, I, I, I so like good that one. reminded yeah reminded me of a of a star a really good star trek episode you know and um i really you know, so fair enough. They set up the whole terrorist thing there, and so I was prepared for whatever, whatever. But I like the series well enough, and I think they have nice chemistry. In the beginning, again, I didn't necessarily think so because it was so slow. But um, at all the way towards the end, when they raise their hands and they send the energy up into the whole thing, like I, it kind of gelled for me. So as far as a finale, it did its job. It resolved the main storyline, and it made me excited for the next season. Okay. Uh, Allison, did you watch it? No, oh, I wait, I have to say it. one more thing. Okay. <laughs> you, maybe you guys have been, you, maybe you guys have said this already, but she looks uncannily like uh, a very young, but still she looks like her uh, Mandy Moore. Is that just me? Is it just me? Because like every few scenes, I'd see her turn her head and I'd be like, whoa, she totally reminds me of Mandy Moore. Am I the only one? This yeah. is us people. You watch her I, every week. I know, but no, it did not occur to me. Oh, really looks like her. Look again. All right. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, I like the finale. I can see what you're talking about, about the terrors being nothing but zombies. Cause it didn't really hit me that they were zombies until they had like that crowd of them. And I was like, Oh wait, I have seen this before. Um, they, but they, yeah. what I give them credit for is we didn't spend a lot of time with them. We really yeah. didn't spend, a time with them going, Oh my God, how are we going to fight these terrors? How are we going to have to lock ourselves in? Are we going to have to, how are we going to survive? Like we didn't do any of that. 
So it was just like these guys are kind of the obstacle to this other story that's happening. So we spent more time with the story that we established with them having to make the sacrifice, save the city, and that was really what the story was about. It wasn't about the terrors. And so I appreciated that. And we had the first moment where, uh, wait, her name is Tandy and his name is just with a T and I blanked on it. Tyrone. Tyrone. That moment where he basically his cloak or his darkness ate the cop. That's a theme. That's what he's supposed to do. He gets his energy from eating people, eating souls. She gets, Tandy gets her energy from stealing hope. Like she goes into people's dreams and steals their hope and then she gets a hit from it. His is, he literally eats people with his cloak. And at first he tries to do it to only bad people, evil people, uh, to feed his darkness. And it's going to, that's going to become how they end up having to balance each other. Is that she, they can actually create like a loop where they can actually feed each other. And so they don't have to feed on other people. Um, but they haven't figured that part out yet. So uh, I am looking forward to second season. Take five episodes for us to have to watch. I know for second season for them to figure that out. And then, of course, the cop who was the good cop all season is now been morphed by the energy into something weird and evil that they showed at the end of the episode. And I was like, okay, let's see. I'm not sure if she's even sentient. She kind of looks animalistic. Yeah. So we'll see where that's going. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in season two now that we've gotten all this uh, origin story mostly out of the way. They haven't finished with all their powers yet. Like that's the thing that's kind of frustrating is we finished season one and we haven't established all the powers that they can do, or at least have them understand it. Um, so, uh, you know, I want to say one more thing, which I thought was really great about the show in terms of atmosphere. I mean, it, I'm not saying the show, the visual look of it was so atmospheric necessarily. In fact, I thought it was oddly, kind of pedestrian but i loved how they used new orleans as a character yeah i really you know i thought it, it just added so much to the to the series um it was very much a character uh you know and the whole kind of divine pairing and and all of that kind of stuff uh the voodoo whatever all, all of that seemed very natural um, you know, and an integral part of the whole series. So that to me was a definite huge added bonus and kept me interested. Okay. All right. Well, thumbs up mostly, I think, for, for the finale. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Orange is the New Black. And when I say we, I mean Allison and Greg. You guys discuss. What did you think? Oh, well, um, I, I have to say uh, that it's uh, it's still really good storytelling. I, I think uh, uh, there was like a season where they all like broke out of the prison and like went down to a lake or something. And I just like yawned and was like, oh, my gosh, what was a horrible season. But uh, I like all of the different stories. Um, um, the fact that they're in, you know, they've got like a, you know, a different area, I guess a different set. Um, where now you've got these four different cell blocks and um, each of them has uh, each of the cell blocks really has their own personality. And then you've got the different power struggles that are going on in each cell block. Um, um, and even in, I guess what they call Florida, which is a cell block where they have all the, uh, the older folks or crazy folks, I guess, uh, which is where, you know, crazy eyes is. Um, but I'm, I, I'm really, uh, it, I think all of the different stories, um, all of the different things that are trying to resolve with regards to the riots, uh, it's, it's all really interesting. Um, you know, we've got, uh, and, and, and I'm really surprised, uh, actually, you know, with everything that's gone on and, and everything that's come out of the prison, um, they're still finding a way to keep the characters who actually aren't at the prison still engaged in the story. Um, and so they've, they've, they've still been telling stories about, you know, some of the guards and um, whether or not they actually got reemployed or whether they, you know, are, are running around, you know, um, with the uh, the one uh, convict escapee 
Um, uh, and um, uh, one of the uh, inmates, and I, I just can't remember her name. I, I think it's uh, um, she's she's the one that actually did get out of uh, Aleda, uh, Aleda Diaz, I think. Um, she actually got oh, out. Oh, the of... the mother of um, oh, I'm trying to remember her name of of uh, um, ah, now break yeah. someone's name, name, someone the thing. Keep going. Yeah, of yeah, of die. Yeah, she's Daya. She, okay, yeah, yeah, she's Daya's mother, and they're they're still keeping her engaged in the story with how okay, here's a person who went to prison, served their time, and now they're they're trying to get their life back. They're trying to you know, get their children back because the courts have taken away their kids, um, you know, and, and then having to start over from scratch and trying to, you know, especially in New York, like finding an apartment where you have to, you know, provide first month's rent, the last month's rent and security deposit and everything, you know, when you're starting out and you have a criminal record. So you're even having trouble with people even hiring you so that you can, you know, get back on your feet and try to get your kids back and do it. And I, I like all of the stories that they're doing. Um, with that and even even outside the prison yeah for me um i first i loved the season uh last year where they were in in uh, the middle of the riot i thought that that was brilliant i mean the the actual time was like about three days and it, it took the entire season and i thought that that was great one of the things that i loved about it was that all these different characters were able to interact with each other they were able to freely move around and where this season is concerned, although there are some interesting storylines, they're all so segregated from each other. And a lot of time is spent just trying to get characters who vanished utterly to show up. I mean, just in this in the last episode that I watched, I, I'm up to see to episode six. It took that long really to to get Sophia back it's like I was asking myself yeah, where did she true. go she just like um, up in an episode and she was talking to people like wait a minute what what it's where like suddenly from? she's there so, well <laughs> apparently she she came from like the real Florida should they 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 put people in different prisons and there's I don't know why they would move her to another state and then move her back again but um they the, the thing is they're because they're in these segregated areas that are not only you know separated from each other by bars, but are actively at war with each other because of some some feud going on between these two elderly sisters. Uh, you know, the, the, there's just there's no interaction. You have you have them like paired up, or maybe in groups of three or four, and then the other side never gets to talk to them. You know, the people in other in other cell blocks are completely separate, and, and and you don't. The only interaction you ever get is when they're like fighting with each other, and a lot of times, even then, they're not in the same place. And there is a bleakness to this season, even though there's still humor. You know, like it it always does. There is nevertheless such a sense of of just negativity and and like this is endless and this is un endlessly unfair and endlessly horrible and where it might that that is certainly true with you know the the prison system it's becoming very hard for me to watch it's I'm, I'm finding myself thinking and the only way to keep watching these characters is if this terrible injustice keeps being perpetuated and they never get out of this place and at that point it's like I want to escape. And right. I'm thinking even as much as I may like these characters and there are elements of the show that I still like, I'm finding it difficult to to watch the show. And this might very well be the last season for me because of that. Well, one thing that I have noticed is that I thought the show began because it was going to tell the story of Piper Chapman. Right. Well, that's it's based on a book, which is yeah. her story. It's, it's, her, yeah, her, it's, it's her tale. And yeah, then they opened it up I, much much more than her yeah but it seems like yeah it seems like all of the other characters have such better stories than piper mm -hmm. that she is now relegated to just being over on the sidelines going you know where's my girlfriend where's my girlfriend or my fiance where's my fiance where's my fiance for like several episodes and then thinking she's dead and the whole thing and and she really doesn't have any pivotal you know activities like she hasn't uh, been pivotal to the story line. since season one yeah. yeah, and the thing is, the other seasons that was so much better. The the that was 
with the other seasons that worked because then the focus was shifted to all these other characters who are more interesting. And where this season is concerned, it's once again become the Piper show. And we get, we, we spend much more time with her and her issues than we do with anybody else and who are having are much more serious. Yeah. And the, the, the other, the other people, especially tasty and, and red are, are in dire uh, trouble and you know their their storylines are far more interesting and yet we're getting far less of them and and again no interaction between the other people so yeah it's just getting a little much for me all right let's move on uh next up we're going to talk about suits and when i say we i mean yusin is going to talk about suits uh, yeah, I just want to say a quick thing because I think it's notable in terms of TV stuff. Um, it's I think it's their eighth season, seventh, seventh or eighth season, <clears throat> and it's the season without their two major leads. I mean, the co-lead being the Mike character, um, and then uh, his girlfriend slash wife, who is now I believe a duchess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, of Sussex, right? I was about to say, uh, I've seen a lot more of her than I've seen of the show, so. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm a, I'm a stalwart. I'm a, you know, devotee, I, for better or worse. I mean, there have been some worse seasons, which is fair after seven seasons or eight seasons. I gave up um, around season four or five. I can't remember. I don't, I, yeah, before, I think five, because it wasn't that prison when Mike went yeah, to prison. Yeah, I was I, like, I, that's, that's stupid. Prison. Yeah. Yeah, it it was their attempt to do something different, I think. I didn't hate it. I wouldn't have minded if it was just half an episode, half a season. Uh, One whole season was pretty long. But I just, I want to give them a little bit of props because I was really curious to see um, how they were going to move forward and whether or not I would truly miss them or the series would miss them. I mean, me missing them might be a personal preference but if the show itself would kind of you know lost lose a wheel or something um and i have to give them props i mean i was impressed uh, mike is you know mike's relationship with uh harvey, harvey. specter you know is the base you know what i mean and then everybody else is kind of satellite and then um donna actually you know kind of came up his his assistant slash secretary now she's cfo or no c c i don't know she's something uh at the at the at the law firm um anyway they came out strong and they made it very clear that they're going to give you um you know some minor players have stepped up some you know graduated to the major leagues they get they brought in a few extra people um the their heavies you know the the villains kind of you know i've always been you know kind of interested in so yeah i I won't spend too much time on it but i i was really surprised pleasantly uh that i i love the show i think that it's it's revitalized in a way which no offense to to you know duchess of sussex but um you know i think it might have even been the thing it might even be the thing that like kind of forced them to kind of step up their game or think real hard kind of you know rejuvenated them a bit because they had to rejigger everything so if you're a suits fan at all uh, that's kind of fallen off the train. Uh, I feel like this is a, as good a time as any to just kind of pop back in and peek in. And the last thing I will say, and I've been saying this for seven seasons, and they have not dropped the ball on this, the costume design, especially for the women, is outstanding. I mean, I rarely watch a show where I'm like, ooh, I would buy that. Oh, my God, I want those. Where did you buy those shoes? Like, every uh, every single scene, they do a great job. It's like... It's like the modern day version of a power suit, but it isn't as, you know, pedestrian as a suit. And they don't run people, women around in pants as some sort of, you know, oversimplified, you know, kind of power thing. I mean, these women are feminine, but strong and fashionable. And I think it it does a really good job of uh, empowering women, not just in their clothing, but I mean, the show. It's very strong female leads. Um Excellent. So, yeah, I, I really wanted to just say a little something about Suits. All right. Uh, I don't know if you've convinced me, cause, but, I mean, I love Harvey. Harvey's my strongest character, but not only, you forgot, they also lost Gina Torres as well. So Yes, yeah. but that happened a little while ago. And they, and they kind of phased her out, but this is just dramatic, you know what I mean? The other two just said, bye, you know what I mean? And then there's no, they're not in it. You know, okay. they do do some lip service to them, which makes sense. It would be weird if they didn't talk about them. And in fact, just to reply to your Harvey thing, it gives him a nice arc because I have a, a feeling that this 
season, they're going to deal with Harvey's feelings about missing Mike and, you know, readjusting to life without his, you know, Robin to his Batman. So, um, yeah. So if you're if if Harvey was the reason why you really, really like the show, you're, you still got him. And it might even be more interesting this season. Mm. Eh, I don't know. It's, to be, <laughs> it's hard to get me back in a show that I quit. So There is. Uh, yeah. There's too much TV. Next up, we're going to talk about Killjoys. And I will have to say, watching this episode at first, I was like, is the woman playing Dutch, like, doing something else? Like, why haven't we seen her? What's she doing? Yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. But she did appear at the end of the episode. Like, by the end of the episode, she comes back. And I was like, okay. Because at first, I was like, is she doing a movie? Like, what is happening? Um, (laughs) But she does come back in very dramatic fashion. So I thought that was pretty awesome. But uh, watching Johnny be evil was... Very uncomfortable. I, thought it was I, did, cool. I did not like it. I thought it was cool. It was cool, but I didn't like it. I felt it was like evil twin soap opera-y. I didn't like it. Well, when I say I don't like it, I'm being kind of funny. Like, I don't well, mean that I didn't like the episode. I totally love the episode. It just made... Johnny being evil made me uncomfortable. You know, well, no, it was, it's, yeah, but he's always a super nice guy, and so it's nice to see him, you know, step up and, well, not step up, but kind of take control. Yeah, do something yeah, different. Yeah, I thought it was a little gimmicky. And you know what? Dutch at the end or in the middle or something where she kind of says, I like my soft, squishy, whatever. I don't make up the adjectives. You know, she's like, that's what I like. And I, I, I said the same thing. I was like, no, that's what I like too. Yeah, I like, yeah. I, like I don't want Mike to stay evil and I'm sure he's not going to. I'm pretty sure no, they're going to figure out a way to cure him. Um, right. But I, and you're right, I do miss the mic that that I not the mic, good lord, the Johnny John. that I love, you know, and um, watching him outsmart his brother is kind of hilarious. I did enjoy that, <laughs> um, but then when he shot him, I was like, oh my god! Uh, but then I liked that he was like, yeah, I figured you were gonna shoot me. That's why I'm wearing plated armor. And I was like, ah, oh, look <laughs> at you be smart. Uh, so they they did one up each other back and forth. I thought that was great. Like that, I did appreciate, but I only have so much room in my life for evil Johnny, and we need to turn him back as soon as possible. That's all I'm saying. Well, I'm yeah. sure they will. I'm sure they will. It's just you know, I, I they, it's been well established on the show that that's what happens when when they go Holland is they turn evil. So he's, I, I think Aaron Ashmore is doing a good job with it, and he certainly looks like he's having fun yes. with the character, being able to to do that kind of thing. By the way, I know you're talking about, well, where is Dutch? But she was in the whole episode. She's just imaginary. Right. She um, just wasn't in you a know. lot. I mean, it just felt weird. Because especially because yeah. last week's episode, she's barely in that one either. And I was like, we had two episodes with barely any Dutch? I don't like this. Because um, she's my lead. She's the reason I watch the show. I mean, I like Johnny and Dab, don't get me wrong, but I'm all in it for Dutch. So, um so which and what she did was great. I I liked her as his as in his fading conscience. Yeah. You know, she did a, she did a very good job with that. And I also like what's going on on the show with Dell and, you know, how she's Del able to, yeah. to yeah, and how she's able to get a, a, around, you know, any any villain. It's like, don't you villains explain to me? Um, yeah, that was very nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, she's she can outthink anyone in in terms of because she's better at being evil. You know, she she just knows. So I I thought she handled that very well, and I like the transformation of her. She's like using her her villain superpowers for good. So I kind of like that. Yeah, uh, Greg, any comments? Well, yeah, I mean, going back to the Johnny thing, I mean, the reason why I like his character kind of changing is because they introduced another i mean he was kind of like the lovable like techno guy right the techno geek who would always right. be able to fix the ship and talk to the ship and that sort of thing but they introduced another character to do that and so now she's like you know doing the techno stuff and fixing the ship and everything so i was just kind of thinking that okay if you plus you also had dav who had green in him and but he's like nice now and so you kind of sort of cured him and so I was thinking, okay, well, if they want to make Johnny, like, you know, a little bit evil and, you know, have him, you know, crave green or whatever, then that was perfectly fine by me because I thought it added to the story instead of, you know, because I think once they get to the point where they, you know, all get back on the ship 
and then they, you know, cure Johnny, I mean, it's going to be kind of plain Jane again, I think. Good point. I mean, I see your point, Greg, and I don't completely disagree, but I, I do still feel like it was a little ch- scenery chewing on his part and kind of like, as as Allison said, you could definitely tell he was enjoying, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stepping yeah. outside of it. And he did a great job. So, Thank yeah. you. Yes, I, I agree. It made me feel uncomfortable, though. So <laughs> I agree with all three of you. You're yes. all right. Yes. <laughs> You're but then, all smart. But then with anything, I, I I have to tell you, you know, as I'm watching the show, I'm just kind of saying, okay, so when is sci-fi going to get tired of paying for this one, just like they've done with all the other they've shows? They've already and renewed it for another season. Okay, oh, that's good. They did? After okay. this one? Yes. That's good. I'm still in mourning for Dark Matter, I have you know. So yeah. It ended yeah. in a really bad place. So I'll At, least I, I, at least I believe so. Let me look that up as I say that. I heard Everyone that somewhere. It's collapsed, and we don't know what happened. What? Yep. At the end of Alphas. Oh, good lord! <laughs> you went, you went there. Yes, I did. <laughs> Sci-fi has a history, a very, very bad one. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other comments before we move on? All right then. Uh, oh yeah, and it is confirmed. It's it's Killjoys gets renewed for two seasons, season four and five. So it was renewed for this season and one more season, which will be its final. Okay. If you guys have any questions or comments, you can send them to tvcampfire at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or on Facebook. You can listen to us on getthepunchradio.com, Krypton Radio, Weedonopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.